What's going on, everybody? It is John from Pistons Territory back with another Pistons Territory podcast. It's been about, I'd say, a week or so since the last Pistons Territory podcast. Uh, the reason for the podcast today is just going to be talking about Media Day. Not too much to go over, for being honest. Media Day is kind of just a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Not journalism talk, but I'd say like press talk in a way. A lot of pictures, uh, a lot of visuals of just uh, players. You get to see new players and new uniforms and all that good stuff. But, I mean, we're going to talk about basically the expectations I think the Pistons set at Media Day, just kind of talking about what they want to accomplish, what they believe they can accomplish. And we're going to go over that. Not going to be a particularly long podcast, but I said that last time and we went almost an hour. Uh, definitely not going to go that long this time. I can say that with uh, a pretty good amount of confidence. But if you guys want to, or I'd really appreciate it. Up to you guys. If you would subscribe to the Pistons Territory YouTube channel, uh, that would be great. And also check out Fan uh, First Sports Network. Uh, if you're a fan of any other sports teams, baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, we've got the Motor City Metrics podcast on there. We've got Bleachers to Speakers, which is Detroit Lions podcast. Fan First Sports Network. Um, again, just a big network of podcasts uh, where you can get all your sports podcast needs. So thank you so much for fans. Uh, fans. Yeah, that's hard to say. Fans First Sports Network um, for partnering up with Pistons Territory and helping uh, this podcast grow to what I want it to be, and that is to be um, a go-to place for Detroit Pistons fans to get basketball talk and, and yeah, all that good stuff. So um, nobody else on the podcast today, RJ Mateo. Schedules are just a little crazy with college and work and just trying to make do with what we got, trying to get content out there. But, yeah, let's get into it. Let's just talk about Media Day real quick for the Detroit Pistons. So a quote I saw from Media Day that I think we could start with was Isaiah Stewart. Who Isaiah Stewart, I'm not going to say I feel like he's taking a big role on this team, but I do think he's becoming a forefront of the Detroit Pistons in a way. Um, maybe a leader in the sense, but I do think he's kind of ingrained in this Detroit Pistons culture. But Isaiah Stewart said, when you see the Lions games and fans are crazy, that definitely gives us some fuel because we want to be one of those teams in Detroit too. Yeah, I, I understand that. Um, and listen, I'm not going to get too much into the Lions, but when you see a team like the Detroit Lions having success, uh, getting a lot of national attention, getting Thursday night football games, getting uh, the opening game against the defending NFL Super Bowl champions, I think that hopefully would rub off on the other teams in the city. Um, that hopefully raises the expectations a little bit, and you can build off that. And, and I really hope we get to a point with Detroit sports where it's a competition between the four major sports teams. They're all vying and fighting for who's the best, who's drawing the most fans, who's the most successful. I, I really like that competition in, in your city and in your, your major Detroit sports teams. So that was a quote um, by Isaiah Stewart that I saw. And again, I'm not going to try not to get too in-depth with all the player breakdowns and all that good stuff. Um, kind of just talking about what the players said and stuff like that. But that was a quote from Isaiah Stewart I saw right there via Woodward Sports Network. Um, another quote um, from Woodward Sports Network uh, was from Monte Morris, Michigan native Monte Morris. Uh, who said, I feel, or I know the whole state is behind me. Now, Monte Morris from Michigan, a really great story there. And, and listen, we've talked about Monte Morris before. I think he's a great veteran for this Detroit Pistons team. 
I think there's going to be competition, like I said, breeding competition between him and Killian Hayes for who gets the backup point guard spot. And Killian Hayes, every podcast we, we get on this, Killian Hayes has a mustache now. Killian Hayes has a mustache now, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I saw something on, on X about the confidence that it, it takes to rock a mustache. I don't, I don't know. Is, is, that, is that all it takes for Killian Hayes to become the player we all want him to be is a mustache uh, to get that confidence that he needs? But in all seriousness, uh, Killian Hayes did sound a lot more confident. And just, that's kind of the overall takeaway um, from what I heard from, from Pistons Media Day. It's just confidence. They feel a lot more confident and in, in feeling like they belong. And I think a lot of that has to do with Monty Williams and him setting that precedent and him setting that standard of him being a coach that has gone to the NBA Finals in the last couple of years, has coached some really good Phoenix Suns teams, has coached some, some superstars, if we're being honest. And I think that's the main takeaway. Like I said, it's confidence. We also had a quote from Pistons Talk um, from Troy Weaver. Uh, talking about we have some high-level talent that needs to develop into some real players. Listen, this is my main point of this podcast. I don't believe in the Detroit Pistons right now, if I'm being honest. And I don't know if I really believe in uh, in Monty Williams either because I'm, I, I'm a results person. I think you have to have results in order to believe in something. And for Troy Weaver... This is his fourth season, going into his fourth season as the Detroit Pistons GM. And they've produced no results. They've been the worst team in basketball. They were the worst team last year by a pretty good margin. The Detroit Pistons, like I said, under Troy Weaver have been the worst team in the NBA. There's no denying that. There's no refuting that statement. It's, it's a true statement. Record-wise, they are the worst team in the NBA since Troy Weaver has taken over as Detroit Pistons GM. So I understand people getting excited that Cade Cunningham is back. I understand that people have a lot of excitement for Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran and Asar Thompson. You can have all that. My thing is pump the brakes a little bit. We need to see something to believe in something. Now, you could say, oh, we saw Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham has barely scratched the surface as an NBA player. He hasn't even played a full season of NBA games yet. Neither has Jaden Ivey. Uh, so – to me, that's my main takeaway from Pistons Media Day is I'm not getting too excited about this feature. Now, I say that in a couple of days, a week before the season starts, I see a preseason clip or something. I'm going to get all hype, probably. But I do think this Detroit Pistons team has to show me something before I'm going to believe in it. And that that's my thing for Media Day is you can get excited. Cade Cunningham's back. They haven't accomplished anything, man. It's been it's been rough, honestly. Troy Weaver has not produced as the Detroit Pistons GM. He just hasn't. He's put a terrible product on the court for the last three years. That's that's just the truth. And if you're expecting things to change this year, then that you know you can expect that. But guess what? We were all expecting that last year. And you could say the Kate Cunningham injury. That's the Achilles heel for this. And that's really where this Pistons team is up in the air in terms of. What do you really make of them? Because, yes, they were awful last year. They won 17 games, but they didn't have Cade Cunningham. So it's really hard to judge where this team is realistically at because the NBA is a star-driven league, obviously. And when you don't have your star, 
that's a trickle down effect. Now you're having players taking shots they shouldn't be taking. You have players with the balls and the ball in their hands in crunch time in big moments when they shouldn't have the ball in their hands. It, it was a trickle down effect with Cade Cunningham being injured, obviously. But with that being said, 17 wins and this team is still so incredibly young. It's going to be a really interesting season for the Detroit Pistons. My my hope is that they're just competitive, honestly. I don't really care if they make the play-in. And I think fans saying that the Detroit Pistons are a play-in team need to stop, honestly. Like, come on. They won 17 games last year. For Realistically, they're going to have to make a 20-25 to 25 game jump uh, in, in the win total to be a play-in team. That is, that is a huge jump. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, I think that's a little much, if I'm being honest. Like I just want them to be competitive. I don't want them getting blown out in games. I don't want – but, yeah, just having them hang – showing that they belong, showing that they can compete because they have the talent. We know that Jay Nivey has a lot of potential for the Detroit Pistons. We know Jalen Duren looks like a really good young big man for the Detroit Pistons. And, again, it's just going to be really fun to see – Preseason starting soon. And, yeah, other little news. I wouldn't say little news. Isaiah Livers is out for six to eight weeks. Listen, we talked about Isaiah Livers on the last podcast. What what are you going to do, man? He hasn't been able to stay healthy. I believe he's 24 years old. The Pistons have depth. I'll say that. They have guys who can step in. This is why you get a guy like Joe Harris. You have Asar Thompson. uh, You have Alec Burks, Marcus Sasser. Yeah, Isaiah Livers, I'm not saying this is it for him. By no means necessary. He'll be back in, what, two two months from now. But it's been really unfortunate to see him not being able to stay healthy uh, for the Detroit Pistons. And then another quote I had uh, before we, we end the podcast, and we can just kind of look around the NBA because some things have been happening. Finally, and the, there's some NBA news. It's, it's crazy. I feel like the NBA has just been a sleeping giant for, for months now and nothing of any substance was really going on. Troy, Troy Weaver made a quote or, or made a comment about we aren't the Detroit Pistons unless we defend. <clears throat> Obviously. Detroit Pistons were one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA last year. Um, you really hope that guys like Jalen Duren, James Wiseman, Isaiah Stewart will take pride in anchoring this Detroit Pistons defense. But you also have guys like Cade Cunningham, how impactful is he going to be on the defensive end? How engaged is he going to be on the defensive end? With him more than likely taking a big responsibility, probably as the go-to guy on this Detroit Pistons offense. Now, you do have a guy in Boyan Bogdanovich. He's going to play a big role for this Detroit Pistons offense as well. He's a guy that's going to get up a lot of shots, probably going to average close to 20 points a game. So he's going to take a lot of pressure off these young guys like Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. But when you drafted these guys, Cade Cunningham, he has that length. He has that size. You're hoping – He's gotten a bit stronger. Obviously, when he came in the NBA, that was a, a knock on him is he, he needs to bulk up. You're hoping these guys like Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham, even though they're the stars, they can set the precedent for the Detroit Pistons defense and, and take on those tough matchups. But that's also why you draft a guy like Asar Thompson to take that pressure off your two offensive stars. And Asar Thompson, I think he's going to be just incredibly fun to watch, just watching some highlights from him from the summer league, some of the blocks he was uh, getting some of the steals, the passes he was making. Star Thompson is going to be really, really fun to watch. I mean, we can talk about it as we get closer to the season. I'm going to have a lot of guests on the show talking, just previewing the Detroit Pistons season, 
um, talking about what we're excited to see, the storylines we're excited to follow. But definitely the Detroit Pistons defense is going to be a talking point because at the end of the day, the Detroit Pistons, when they've won NBA championships, it's been, it's been because of their defense. Now, I, I do think the NBA is still an offensive-driven league. Um, it's gotten to the point now, I feel like, where if you score more points, you're going to win the game. But that also that doesn't mean that defense doesn't mean nothing. And I do think this Detroit Pistons team has the personnel to be a quality defensive team someday. Is it going to be this year? Probably not. Are they going to finish bottom five in defense this year? I think there's a decent chance that happens. But I do think you need to see improvement. And that's the other thing is you just need to see these guys stay healthy. We talked about the Isaiah Livers injury. Guys like Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, you really just want them to be on the floor and build that chemistry and build that rapport with one another, uh, build that connection with the, their young bigs like Jalen Duran and James Wiseman. That's going to be a big talking point as well. But it is the NBA. People are going to get injured. That's why you have depth. That's why you have you keep guys like Marvin Bagley around and you bring in a guy like Monte Morris. Um, injuries are going to happen. But it's going to be very interesting to see how the Pistons are going to be able to deal with that. And you obviously hope Cade Cunningham stays healthy because you can't have another 20-win season and even if Kate Cunningham does get, let's say Kate Cunningham misses the entirety of the season. I'm not saying it's going to happen. That would be the absolute worst case scenario. It's, it's not going to happen. But it'll be really interesting to see how well this Detroit Pistons team could fare without Kate Cunningham if he misses an extended period of time. Because we have to prepare ourselves for that. These guys aren't going to play all 82 games. These guys aren't going to stay healthy throughout the entirety of an NBA season. So I think this this you know roster that's been built around Cade Cunningham. I'm really curious to see how much better it really is than last year. Obviously, getting Cade Cunningham back is big. That's your that's your biggest addition you've made in the offseason per se. But also, how big of an impact is Joe Harris going to make? How big of an impact is, is a guy like Jalen Duran going to be able to make heading into a second year? Same thing with Jaden Ivey. These rookies like Asar Thompson and Marcus Sasser. How big of a difference are they going to make? That's what I'm really interested in. You know, I'm not saying Cade Cunningham is a cop-out, okay? You could say it, it's an excuse that Cade Cunningham was injured last year, and that's why the Detroit Pistons were so bad. But you also have to look at the roster around him and how bad it really was last year. It'll be really interesting to see just taking Cade Cunningham out of the equation because that's all everyone I feel like is talking about. It's Cade Cunningham, Cade's back. This is Cade's year. Obviously, Cade, Cade all-star. We all want to see that. But what about the roster around him? I get the NBA is a star-driven league. But this roster around him has to show something. And I, that's what I'm going to be very curious in seeing is how much improvement uh, from the guys not named Cade Cunningham are we going to see for the Detroit Pistons this upcoming season. But other than that, not too much Pistons news. I'm trying to think of anything else that, that's gone on. Not really. The Detroit Pistons' first preseason game, I believe, is against the Phoenix Suns October 8th or October 13th, I can double-check that real quick. But if we want to just end the podcast on some NBA talk, because I, I do love talking about the NBA and following the NBA, and we had a pretty big trade go down, if we're being honest. October 8th at 3 p.m. at Little Caesars Arena, the Detroit Pistons play the Phoenix Suns, by the way. Drew Holiday, well, not Drew Holiday. Damian Lillard traded to Milwaukee Bucks, obviously. The Detroit Pistons are not competing with the Milwaukee Bucks. There's no reason to be comparing these two teams. The Bucks have Damian Lillard, I'd say, at the end of his prime or probably 
no, Damian Lillard's still in his prime. Damian Lillard had one of the better years of his career uh, last season. So I would say Damian Lillard is still in his prime. And then you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously, in his prime. Two-time MVP. I think there's a decent chance, a really good chance, he could buy for his third MVP in 2024. Still have Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Um, yeah, the Bucks are going to be fine. They're probably the favorite in the Eastern Conference, if we're being honest. But then you have the Blazers, who acquired Drew Holiday. They also get DeAndre Ayton in that trade. Drew Holiday is then sent to the Boston Celtics. So now you look at Boston, and you've got Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, it's it's going to be really interesting, Eastern Conference. I haven't been following the NBA too closely, uh, been really focused in on, on baseball, if I'm being honest. But I think the Detroit Pistons, in terms of where they rank in the Eastern Conference, there's a lot of young, exciting teams in the Eastern Conference. Boston, I think, needs to be at the top of that list in terms of contenders in the East. Obviously, Milwaukee. But it's going to be really interesting to see the shelf life for these teams. The teams at the top of the Eastern Conference, how long of a window do they realistically have? I think the Bucs are always going to be a threat. The Bucs are always going to be a contender uh, unless the, when they have Giannis. If they have Giannis, the Bucs are going to be a contender in the East. I think that's pretty safe to say. I don't think the Bucs are that bad of an NBA franchise. They're not a bad NBA franchise. I shouldn't even say that. The Bucs are always going to be a threat. You look at the Cleveland Cavaliers with Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jaron Allen. They're always going to be a threat a thorn in the piston side for probably the next five or so years. If they're able to keep that core around uh, you have the Chicago bulls, which I'm not too worried about the Chicago bulls. If I'm being honest, uh, DeMar DeRozan's getting up there in age, Zach Levine entering the prime of his career. Lonzo ball, unfortunately has not been able to stay healthy. That's been really unfortunate to see. They did bring back Vucevic, which I thought was great for them. Not too worried about the Chicago bulls. And I'm drawing a blank on the other team, the Indiana Pacers, the other team in the Detroit Pistons division, Another team that's going to be a thorn in the Detroit Pistons' side. I mean, we've already seen the comparisons between Halliburton and Cade, uh, the comparisons between Matherin and Ivy. That's going to be, I'd say, a rivalry a rivalry that we're going to see develop and blossom over these next couple of years as both of these teams, I think, are going to be at the top of the Eastern Conference one day in the Pistons and the Pacers. The Pacers added, adding Jairus Walker as well. Really, really interesting to see. And, I mean, if we're being honest, the Pacers just are they're a better team than the Pistons. They're a lot further in their rebuild than the Pistons. And the sad part about that is their rebuild has been a lot shorter than the Pistons. But I don't I don't really want to get into that. Uh, just kind of taking a look around the NBA and the Eastern Conference. Um, it should be really fun. It was actually really fun to talk basketball. I haven't really talked basketball in a while. Um, but like I said, we're going to have a lot of great guests on this show, RJ Mateo. Um, some people from Woodward Sports. Um, it, it'll be really, really fun. And I really, really appreciate everybody for listening to this podcast, subscribing to the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Um, I love the Detroit Pistons. I love talking Detroit Pistons. I know I'm more known as the Detroit Tigers guy on Motor City Metrics. Um, the Detroit Tigers will always be my number one, honestly. Baseball is always my first love, but basketball has a special place in my heart. Uh, I would say I'm a I would say I'm a diehard Pistons fan, but I will always be in tune with the Detroit Pistons, always paying attention to what they do. I can sit here and talk about the Pistons for hours, if I'm being honest. But I really want to thank everybody for listening to the Detroit Pistons Territory podcast. That's not the name of the podcast. It's, it's not the Detroit Pistons Territory. It's the Pistons Territory podcast. And, yes, like I said, stay tuned for all the great Detroit Pistons content to come. I'm John. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care, everybody.